certainly doing, like it or not. When they get to a certain stage in their story, people become very interested in their legacy. Politicians wonder what history's verdict will be on their contribution. 
All of us wonder what mark we will make, what footprint we will leave in the sand of time. What will our family make of us once we're gone? But what about a whole generation, an era, given our little bit of history to play with? What have we done with it? What will our legacy be? How will these days, these times, be viewed down the corridors of history by future generations? The children of today, left to deal with the world of tomorrow, what will be the assessment of history, of the way we live, the way we lived? Will our legacy consist of a, a raft of literally insoluble problems, stockpiles of nuclear waste that we knew someone would have to endure living with, redundant reactors that would create for future generations all kinds of costs, all kinds of problems, but we did it anyway. Global warming and climate change that were ignored or exacerbated by our indifference or blatant selfishness. Someone else's problem. The future. Will our gift to that future be technological advances unchecked by any sense of moral boundary or ethical restraint? A world so lopsided in its division of wealth and opportunity that ingrained endemic economic imbalances will continue to generate tensions and social upheavals of cataclysmic consequence. Will history judge us for every lost species Every natural environment destroyed by exploitation, unthinking pollution, or just plain greed. Vast islands of plastic debris. Huge landfill sites pockmarked with mountains of waste material that will just never break down. Will they thank us for this? Forests cut down, peoples displaced... Resources spent on weapons and spurious luxuries. Curable illnesses that were never cured because we were too busy spending the money on cruise missiles and killer drones. What will they say about us? That we were kind to animals? I don't think the future will be too impressed by our factory farms and our careless animal welfare provision. What a legacy. What a legacy. To the future, we leave problems, pressures, and man-made natural disasters in perpetuity. It's not all bad. We leave them the Beatles and Simon and Garfunkel. We leave them whoever it is who makes you laugh. All those brilliant box sets that you're never tired of watching. Fruit of the endless creativity that enriches our times. We leave them the positive moral shifts that speak justice and equality for women, respect for diversity, 
a degree of compassion towards the disadvantaged, a distaste in theory at least for sexism, racism, homophobia, little glimmerings of moral insight that brighten up the bleakness. Future generations might or might not thank us for the mobile phone, the driverless electric car, but they will read of humbling moments of humanity, usually in response to some tragedy or grim event, how people rose to the occasion and demonstrated courage and compassion and exemplary human spirit. Firefighters making their way up the smoke-filled stairways of the Twin Towers. People coming to the aid of someone in trouble or need. Unexpected instances of generosity and forgiveness and care. Little jewels of hope glinting in the morass of blind self-centeredness that tends to dominate, if not define, the story. But these may not compensate future generations for the time wasted on meaningless entertainments that blinded generations to their social responsibilities, that reluctance to be involved in the lives of others. Why should I give up my time? Why should I make sacrifices? Me, me. Maybe future generations will have learned to control social media the relentless ubiquity of the mobile phone and its intrusive influence, but they will certainly note how hard we found struggling with that. It looks as though our legacy will be a mixed bag. The harsh judgment of history only marginally tempered by the recognition that there was some good stuff in there and there were good intentions. In church terms, we are acutely aware of the legacy of previous generations that we are fortunate to be heirs to. Bibles to read in our own language. Accessible, available, given. At astonishing cost to those who in the past struggled and suffered to make that possible. Amazing buildings of soaring, heart-stopping beauty or simple elegance and stillness there for us to experience, here for us to worship him. A legacy of music rich and varied and high quality, words deep and resonant with spiritual truth, tunes to stir the soul or speak gentle peace to the spirit, all in place, all given, all ours to have, a rich and enriching heritage of witness and service and inspiring faith. Saints and servants of God, of whom we read this morning, whose example humbles us and summons us. They need have no anxieties about their generous bequest, those who went before us, on whose shoulders we have been able to stand. A cloud of witnesses, heroes and heroines, giants of the faith who have left us so much. Enabled so much. Over in Scotland, the Church of Scotland knows well that legacy has a practical form. Fine manses, 
grand church halls, wonderful organs, all available, all provided for the church of today by the church of yesterday. And actual legacies that made things easier, made things possible. Back in my old church, Sandy Hunter, one of our elders, left us a legacy of £100,000. That meant we could fix the church roof not once but twice. The Church of Scotland has noticed a sharp drop in legacies as people live longer and growing older costs more. But also in Scotland there has been a blessed legacy of mission, spirit of outreach, a traditional of evangelism that reaches right back to Columba and in its time receded the church. Scottish missionaries going to Africa and India and the Caribbean to China, the evangelical revivals, the Tell Scotland campaign, the visits of Billy Graham with great rallies in Glasgow and Edinburgh, summer missions in seaside towns, the foundation of the Iona community, all energising the church, bringing new people within its life to serve and work and reach out beyond dare us to be a missionary church in our own land and across the world. And they did that back then. That was the culture. That was how it was back then. Which brings us to now, to us, to our impact, our contribution, our legacy. It would be good to think that we're able to do more than ride piggyback on the heritage we enjoy that we would feel the challenge to do more than settle for the heritage that benefits us so much, but rather see that as a springboard for us to make our mark on the times we live in. Sound the call, ring the bell of truth, work till we hurt, serve till we feel the pain, refuse to settle for an attitude that says, well, what we have we hold. If it all slips away on our watch, well, that's just how it goes. Rather, we reflect on and we pursue our vision, our mission, our courage. We know that the challenges to the church in secular times in which we live are many and real and tough. But they're no more real and no more in number and no more in toughness than it was for those who brought the faith and fought for the faith back in those other difficult situations, up against real and terrible persecutions and dangers, misunderstandings. So neither self-pity nor complacency is acceptable. Fear is misplaced and inexcusable. God is the same. The needs of men and women are the same. And the obligation is no less laid at the door of today's church than it was to Paul and Columba and Wesley. There's work to be done here, now. And the church of now is called to do that work, to tell others, to bring others, to serve in love, to pray with passion, to provide and give and work till our backs break so that the story will be told And the faith will be shared. And the name of Christ will ring out in truth and love. So that everybody knows who we are. This generation of Christians. The church now. 
They will know who we were and what we did for Christ and his gospel. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We spend some time, we spend some time in reflection now. We'll hear some music and then we'll pray together.